Welcome to Awaken Church Online, a ministry of Awaken Church in McMinnville, Oregon. I just want to introduce Lisa. Lisa is a longtime attender at our church. I've known Lisa for a long time, been through some of those rejoicing moments. We Right here on this stage, we had our celebration service with Al. It was a beach theme. We had sand on the floor, and we had quite a party here. We've also walked through the loss of Lisa's mother. So Lisa has experienced firsthand the rejoicing and the tears. One of the things that I love about Lisa is she's never taken her eye off of this God that Jeremiah speaks of. She's never let go that that is the God she serves. And she understands that he is with her, whether it's in the tears or in the rejoicing. Lisa came and shared her heart about something that the Lord had been, and I don't want to give away too much, but the Lord has been brewing in her for a long time, more than seven years. The thing that I love about what Lisa's about to share is she has intentionally listened to his voice and is taking action. And if there's one thing I want to communicate this morning is, it's great to come and worship this God. It's great to read these verses and say, yes, that's who God is. We should all be intentional in listening in your heart for what he's speaking to you in your circumstances. Why? Because he has a plan and a purpose. Those circumstances are there for a reason. They are to shape you and guide you. And most times, he is weaponizing or deputizing you to help somebody else. How else is he going to bring the whole world to himself? He does it through you and me and everybody in this room. I had a chance to meet with a person this past week who explained he was very involved in the church. He was the head of the deacons and all these things. But the pastor had a failure. Dean, pay protection over you. The pastor had a failure, and it broke his heart, and he didn't go to church after that. And before I could kind of catch what was coming out of my mouth, I said, yeah, you know what? People are going to let you down. So I learned that. I went through that the hard way, too. But I have a relationship with the living God. And so do each one of you. Each one of you have a relationship with the living God. And that's where your focus needs to be. And that's where you need to listen with your heart and your ears and your mind. And spend time understanding who he is, what his character is. So, Lisa, why don't you come on up? How about giving Lisa a round of applause? Lord, I just thank you for Lisa and her heart. And Lord, I just, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would give her the freedom to share directly from your heart to ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to tell you about something that's coming to Awaken Church, and it's something that is following Alan and the worship team and the songs that we're singing this morning. It's God's pretty amazing how he just ties it all together. And it's not scheduled, it's not recorded, it's not previously 
show worthy. God just ties it all together. And what Alan was saying is, is so true in so many ways and how we each struggle, the struggles and then the victories that we face on a daily basis and how we handle that, how we choose to handle that and how we get knocked down and we get back up. And it's okay to be down longer than some people. It's okay to jump right back up and know that God is the redeemer in that. But before I kind of talk about what's coming to awaken, I, I wanted to tell you a story. It's a story, a true story, a story of God's unending protection, both mentally and physically, a story of continuous healing and continuous redemption. Picture it, Sisley, 1944. Anybody that has knows the Golden Girls, I love that show. <laughs> My mom and I used to watch that together all the time. So, Actually, the story takes place in a small community in Alaska. A nine-year-old little girl boards a float plane. Anybody that doesn't know what a float plane is, I know Margaret probably does. She's from Alaska. (laughs) It's a little plane that holds about six people. You fly over the mountains, and it's thrilling and devastating all at the same time. (laughs) Um, But that's how we got into town, where the doctor's hospitals were. So a nine-year-old girl boards a float plane to meet her mother, whom she had just been told her 17-year-old son had been killed in a logging accident. This was the first of many moments that would define and shape this young girl's life. Her mother, who meant the world to her, was hurting, and that hurt her to see her hurting. Her mother was grieving and riddled with depression, and over the next several years, she would see that play out, the depression would play out daily for her. And it was over the course of the following 12 years this young girl would know her Heavenly Father in a way that she would later find out saved her life. It was a lifetime that God covered her in physical and mental protection from years of physical abuse. The abuse came at the hand of a man she believed to be her family. This young girl was not only, did not only attend church by herself, but putting one foot in front of the other while God wrapped her in protection and gave her the shield of faith and the belt of truth to believe that these dark times would eventually end and that her heart and her mind were wrapped carefully in his hands. And as Jeremiah 29:11, which we all love that verse, that verse has become kind of a pillar for most of us, says he gives us a future with hope and purpose. Fast forward to 10 years after that, through a broken marriage, And becoming a mother to two beautiful children, this same girl, now a woman and a mother, began to thank her Heavenly Father for trusting her with these children, who became her whole world. Over the course of the next several years, she would lose her mother, whom she loved and couldn't imagine a life without. She became a single mom to her children, losing her home through many broken relationships that followed and many, many prayers for God to bring someone into her life that she would love, that would love her con- unconditionally, help her to feel safe in their relationship, and understand the past that seemed to haunt her, but also appreciate the love she had for God and walk beside her in stepping into God's grace. That's not too much to ask for, is it, from somebody? <laughs> Fast forward another four years. Prayers were answered. God gave her the desires of her heart, She made a man that showed her what it was like to be loved, feel safe in a healthy relationship, and accept her in all of her brokenness, but also willing to step into God's grace and redemption with her. 
Six months into the relationship, this woman would need to pick up the shield of faith again, as she was told that her partner God had brought into her life was diagnosed with heart failure. Just three short years later, he would be gone, and waves upon waves of grief would begin to roll in, making those choices to live harder than ever before. But in that time, healing would take place once again. And I don't mean to be really dramatic by this story, but I can personally testify to the importance of equipping ourselves in the armor of God. It is a matter of living and dying. The story I just told you is my story, and God has shown me every single moment he has equipped me with another piece of armor. The story continues with unending and unconditional healing, redemption, and daily faith building. I believe with everything I'm standing here today that I would not have survived without a God that has unending protection. He was and is my hope, peace, and source of unconditional love. It is for God's purpose and plan that I would like to tell you about a new ministry coming to awaken. And this is kind of just the beginning. And as the story continues, it's a daily story of of faith building, as it is from all of us. Like Alan had said, this six-year venture that God kind of has chased after me year after year after year. It kind of started when my mom passed away, and then, you know, I let life get in the way, and it kind of dropped to the side. But he brings it back up, and he, he relently continues to chase us in the moments that we don't are always obedient. Starting next month, I would like to join you all in a, a group. For the sake of titles, we're just going to call it HMP Support Group, and that's Hope, Motivation, and Progress grief group. The goal of this is not, not just another tool to put in our toolbox of life, but it's to walk beside each other in community, to remind each other that the hard times aren't, aren't going to take us down, that we're going to choose each and every day to live, to live in the purpose that God gave us. The hope is God's in control. The motivation is if God wakes you up every day, your purpose continues, and God has a plan for you. And the progress is we're going to pick up the sword of the Spirit, letting God's word be a lamp unto our feet as we can move forward. And it's my hope, my hope and what God has kind of worked on through all of this is that life is messy and it's hard, but there's also a lot of good stuff in it. And you come out on their side and you think, you know, I got through that, but I didn't get through it because of me. I got through it because God was there. And there's no way, you hear stories upon stories and upon stories of people that go through things in life, and you think, wow, they made it through that. But it wasn't, they made it through it because it was God's plan and his purpose for their life. And he builds, it's a faith builder, and it's a courage builder. And Every day that he wakes us up, we have, we have a plan and a purpose to fulfill. In this group, in this time that we gather every month, it's a time to, some people may think, wow, that sounds depressing, but it's, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's a time of being real with each other. It's a time of, of talking about what we walk through, we get through, we're going to celebrate, we're going to cry with each other, we're going to laugh with each other, we're going to pick each other up and encourage each other. And every, every time that we meet, we'll dive into 
words that God has given us, words that we can, we can pass on that will help each other in the group. It's a time, it's, it's going to be a safe environment, a safe to be able to share your heart, judgment-free. And grief doesn't always have to look like a loss, a physical loss of somebody. You could be grieving the life around you. You could be grieving the loss of a job. You could be grieving the loss of a best friend or the change in friends or a change in your friend group. You could be grieving being an empty nester, which is something that I've recently experienced as well, and it's not the easiest thing to go through. So there's so many, da- there's so many different ways to grieve, and everybody grieves differently. It doesn't have to look sad. All the most of the time, it is sad because it's something we care about. But you also get to a point where you celebrate, you celebrate God's redemption, you celebrate his love, and you can look back at every single moment through that grief and know that you were not alone. And God doesn't promise us that we're not going to go through hard things. But he does promise us that he's not going to leave us through them. And he's going to give us people along the way to help us through it so that we don't have to travel that road alone. My point to this whole story <laughs> and the message in today is that I really hope that this group coming to Awaken not only affects our church and our church family, but people on the outside. People that don't always know that there's hope. That doesn't always know that tomorrow is already planned out. That it's not a surprise to God. And that the hard things are not a surprise to Him. I know people struggle with, with cancer and mental illness and physical hardships and mental hardships. And you don't have to be alone in that. And so this group really is about coming together and getting through those those moments of hardship and those moments of difficulty and celebrating what's coming next because there is going to be celebration and redemption. And I think the celebration is, is just as important as recognizing that you are grieving, that you can sit. You can sit in the grief. All too often I've heard people that are grieving and thankfully there's people out there that have never really had to go through a lot of hardship at this particular time in their life. And so it's hard for them to understand where somebody's at when they're grieving. And I, I thank God that they don't have to because they're the people that are, are in your, our lives too to help us understand why it is that we come out on the other side. But it's really important never to tell somebody that is grieving they need to get over it. Everybody heals in their own way, in their own time. What's important is we come out knowing that it wasn't because of our, our own personal strength that we made it through. We come out knowing that God gave us that strength, that God was the center of that, that heartache, but also the center of all the things that are good that followed that. And so that's what, that's what this group is going to be. It's, it's going to be people that just that just need hope and that want to be there to celebrate along with everybody else that is going through the hard, the hard stuff. And along with that, Dean and I have just recently completed a, a, a life coaching course. And so kind of the thought behind this is that if there's anybody that doesn't feel safe in sharing in a, in a group setting, there'll also be one-on-one sessions that will eventually be available where people can just share one-on-one and have as much time as they want throughout the course of months or days or years. 
because again, we don't ever know how long it's going to take to walk through the process, but the important part is you're not going to do it alone. So the goal is uh, once a month on a Friday evening, we're going to come here to Awaken, and it's going to be very informal. Come in your pajamas if you want to. You know, God meets us in our pajamas and hoodies. It's all good. It'll just be a, a time to be raw and real and let life let life in and let it let it just kind of soak over us all and encourage each other. So I just want to end with a little prayer and I hope that God's words really wash over you this morning and soak in. So if you join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the the words. Thank you for the fellowship and the community. Thank you for those awakened family. And Lord, we just take this time this morning to thank you for the hardship, Lord. Thank you for the challenges, the valleys and the hills, Lord Jesus, because that means that we're building faith and you're trusting us to walk through that. You're trusting us and you're loving us through it. And we're going to come through the other side knowing that you are completely in control. And dear Heavenly Father, thank you for knowing our tomorrows. Thank you for being with us in the middle of all the darkness. Because eventually there's going to be light and we can celebrate you through it all. Celebrate you through the, the good and the bad and know that, that this is all part of your plan and purpose. And I just, I just pray, Lord, that you give us the courage and the faith to move forward in you, Lord. This is about you. This is about showing people that you love us, even though we may not be lovable at the time, showing us that your redemption is worth the chance and the choice to live, the choice to move forward and not just not just live, but really, really thrive. And we love you, Lord, in your wonderful name. Thank you. Amen. Thank you.